The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Redboard Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, the great Michelle Yu, back from Saudi. How exciting was that? Did you have a good time? Uh, yeah, I always have a good time when I go to Saudi. It's like a, a real summer camp type vibe when you go. Uh, you know, there's no alcohol or anything, so it really what? Is just... What? Wait, wait, take, yeah. wait. We need a needle drop, like, like no alcohol. How? how what do you, you mean? Are, you didn't know that? Are you okay? <laughs> I mean, I prepped by doing dry January, right? So I've already gone a full month without drinking. No. And how do you feel? Uh, I mean, fine. I'm not an... I'm uh, nothing against alcoholics, but I'm not an alcoholic, so... Are you on the back of a racehorse? <laughs> no, I'm in a stall of a racehorse. You're just standing in a stall right <laughs> a, now. A future, a future racehorse. Oh, okay. No, I'm cleaning. I have cleaning a poop. You're cleaning poop. Well, stop cleaning poop and just relax for a second and let's talk because I just got the. F- I I have to listen. Let's just a couple things. We have a great show. Kirk Goodby is Goodby or God, Goodbye? Godby. No, Godby. Goodby. I think it's Godby. Godby is going to join us. Question number one. Yeah, the winner of uh, the Rebel with Confidence game, a horse they purchased for $25,000, which is obviously incredible. That's so up Keith DeSormo's alley. he's got a great pedigree, too. So we know he had to have some vet issues, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I have to ask you this. Is there a a scarier, now you live with a trainer. I don't. But is there a scarier text message to receive from a trainer that just says, Call me Call when me. you're free. Oh. <laughs> that is the worst message. So worst I just message. I just got that text message. Michelle and I are recording the show in the morning on Thursday, and I got that text message, and literally my heart stopped. Wait, and I was wait, wait, wait. I want to say this when because we were talking, you're like, oh no, I got I got to make a call. It's literally, my stomach dropped, and I'm like, that's horse related. Yeah. So, but this is the best. I call and I'm like, and I call this trainer. And they're like, hello? And I'm like, what happened? And they're like, yeah. Not, nothing. And I'm like, oh, God. Why do you do that? Then they should say, like, right? They should say, like, hey, give me a call. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. We had to talk about an entry. Like, I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, that is, then I mean, again, for those of then you. again, if you have a trainer giving you bad news, they're probably not like, call me when you can. They're just going to call you, right? I don't know. And then you know, if you're getting that call before 10 a.m. Oh, those are the worst. <laughs> I tell all my trainers, here's a tip for those of you out there listening that want a true owner tip. Just tell your trainers, never call me. Never, never call me. Never call no me. news is good news. Never text me. Listen, if I have a question, I will call you. I will text you. I will start the text. And trainers, they don't want to give bad news. Like right. I went over a bunch of horses with a trainer yesterday. And then at the very end of the conversation, like right <laughs> as we're hanging up, he's like, Oh, by the way, he's like, Oh yeah. By the way, um, 
got a, a foot, you know, and you're like, what? Well, why didn't you tell me this like 10 minutes ago? Uh, it's very funny, their behavior, but um, we have a lot to discuss. Uh, we could talk. I want to hear all about your Saudi trip. So um, let's let you do three things of note. Okay. So the first of the three things of note was certainly the Saudi cup. Um, first of all, it was amazing to see elite power. I thought, in my opinion, he was the highlight of the evening. He was the first horse to win the Breeders' Cup and then win the, a Saudi Cup race. He was obviously our reigning sprint champion. And I just thought the way he won was so visually impressive. Like, he was amazing. Michelle, if you recall, we did a uh, draft um, for the Breeders' Cup. I also yeah. did some wagering that day. And basically, the key to my day was elite power. So he is a uh, big-time fan. I am a total fanboy. I'm not a big fanboy of horses. You know that. Right. I like that not horse. Like no, 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 no. I am not. I wasn't going to bet that horse at all. And I'm literally crafting all my tickets. And I'm crafting them around, uh, what's your name, uh, Malathot and everything, because I was thinking we're going to beat Nest. Yeah. And Ryan's like, you have to use Elite Power. Yeah. I was like, really? That was, was in like, the yeah. Breeders' Cup. Yeah. He was. He, he ran huge. And he, he ran huge again. And uh, Judmont, um, they're pretty good as an owner, breeder. I mean, like How about on, Bill Mott right now? and Bill Mott. There's no beating Bill Mott right no, now. Bill so not Mott. only did he saddle Elite Power to the win, Casa Creed got denied like a nose for yeah. the second in the turf sprint, and then he comes back and wins the Gulfstream Park Sprint Challenge with uh, a Candyman Rocket. So, yep. Yep. and and he's been just having a phenomenal meet. Period. Bill Mott is the man. Let's just get that out of the yeah. way. He's the man. You don't hear a lot of negativity about Bill Mott. You know why? Right. You know why? Because he's all good. He's just he's just quiet. He goes about his business. He's in the goddamn Hall of Fame, I'm sure, already ten times. Speaking of Hall of Fame, I wonder if we're going to talk about that. Um, and he's just the man. Bill Mott is the man, period. End of story. We don't even have to discuss um, it. Okay. So, and then, of course, I want to culminate by mentioning just the Saudi Cup itself. Did go to Japan this year. So in the four runnings of the Saudi Cup, we had an American-based winner, a Saudi-based winner, a UK-based winner, and now a Japanese-based winner. Yeah, the Japanese are um, kind of kicking our ass. Uh, <laughs> they're buying a lot of our top broodmares. Their breeding operation is incredible, and uh, kudos to them. I thought Country Grammar put in a great effort for the U.S. Um, looked like he was kind of done at the top of the lane and then re-rallied right? for second. Yeah, Frankie DeTore with uh, Never Stopped Riding, and I hope he does that again on Saturday. Well, I mean, for sure, oh, yeah, for sure, uh, country grammar is just desperate for, for 10 furlongs, right? Yeah, yeah, He's absolutely. As as you can get. A little disappointed in Taba, a little bit, a little Taba, Taba, you know, Taba. Uh, I mean, this is what I said pre, and I will, I will tout my own horn. Tutu Pantalasa was my top pick, toot, toot. and I had the exacta going, so I, I cashed on a really nice day. I was really excited with that. Yeah, good for uh, you. Good for I, you. I, I made this point, which is not a popular opinion that Tabo was facing a group of winners, like, kind of for the first time, right? He ran the Breeders' Cup, but that's like a foregone conclusion because he flightline was going to win. Yeah. So it was like, to me, it was like a non-event. Gotcha. Um, so, like, now we have to see, is Tabo really that good? Or, you know, where does he stack up? And and turning that page from three to four is really hard. It's very hard. And then you ask him, oh, ship across the world and all that stuff. So Ship across I the mean, world. Not a great, yeah. Maybe not a great shipper across the worlder. <laughs> you know, maybe that's maybe, maybe not. that's the case. Maybe uh, he's maybe not he's not like Michelle Yu. Not like Michelle Yu Hansen. <laughs> she ships anywhere. Good shipper, Hansen. 
Uh, okay, right, that's so the my, Saudi Cup. My second thing of note is that Javier Castellano has won the George Wolf Memorial Award, which is given to riders, and it is peer-based and all kinds of good stuff. And I think a very deserving winner. I'm a huge fan of hobby. This is I, this is um, this is why this show is so great, and so many people really enjoy it. That you just described the why? George Wolf Memorial Award as and other lots of good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's great. There's so much. Well, what it is, is this show has just done, we do so much research and we do so much homework that there's such a lot of good stuff that happens with the George Wolf Memorial winner. Yeah. Javi's a good man. Good writer. Now, to be fair, I did did do my homework. I have this whole list. I'm in the middle of cleaning stalls. I'm just telling you, you overall. I need you to stop cleaning stalls while we're on the pod. Can you just take a break for two seconds? I wish. Overall, uh, it is. It's it's just like... I mean, even though it like means a lot to a lot of people, you know, that's the gist of it. That's like when you say all oh, the Eclipse Awards, you can go into like the history of them and you just say like, it's our version of the Oscars. That's basically how we sum up the Eclipse Awards, right? I, I love when you get heated. I just, it just, I love it. I love it. All right. <laughs> congratulations, Javier Castellano. What else we got? Okay, now point, point two uh, B or two A right there is that the Hall of Fame nominations did come out uh, for the National Racing Hall of Fame. And Arrowgate. Love. Nominated. I'm missing. Songbird. Love. Nominated. You know who didn't get nominated from a horse standpoint? So, I don't. Shared belief. Huh. Interesting. And I, I do think that horse is Hall of Fame quality. You did or like, didn't? Obviously, I do. Yeah. I do. I do think. I mean, that obviously Arrowgate was like brilliant with an abbreviated career and then he finished it off like not so good but like i mean shared belief was always good yeah i mean but listen i'm going on record if kona gold needs to get in i'm tired of this Corey nakatani needs to get in and mel studi needs to get in let's get some west coast representatives on this it happens every year it's the the same what votes on the hall of fame i don't know let's do let's get a hall of fame voter on here next time or someone who runs it and find out like what the hell is going on because there's there's this is a sham (laughs) you know jay pridman jay pridman and i have a lot of a lot of younger people now and we don't they maybe they don't know about kona gold and mel studi and nakatani i don't know it's a joke all right Keep going. Point number three. I get frustrated. I'm mad. Yeah, I get mad. I don't want to go into it. People have heard my rant. Okay. And we got to call Kirk. Kirk, goodbye. Godbe. Wait. Goodbye soon. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. It's sad. Bill Spar is hanging up his his iron. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. So at 83 years old, uh, Bill Spar has disbanded his stable, and he wants to make it clear he's not retiring. He is quitting training. Right. Bill Spar is a genius. Um, he's one of my favorite trainers out there. Uh, I've known him for a long, long time. Um, just, just, a, just knows what he's doing. That's it. I mean, he's really knows English what he's doing, and a good, guy. and a good man. So, uh, my um, favorite things about Bill Spar are the fact that when he, he, when it's raining, he has an umbrella, and if you look at the top of the umbrella, it's the middle finger. Oh, that's brilliant. 
which I love. I just think he's a great, one of the greatest trainers we've seen in, in Southern California, underrated, uh, incredible with claims and moving horses up and really knowing the horses and giving them time and doing the right thing. Um, research, he basically was responsible for Lafitte Pinkai's kind of uh, 2.0 uh, back in the day and, and just uh, well loved by everybody on the racetrack and will be missed. He will be. Well, he's not going to leave the racetrack now. Yeah. Really. So well, he as, a trainer. as a trainer, uh, I he agree. didn't die. Everybody, if you just uh, tuned in, yeah. Bill Spar did not die. He's just retiring he from training. He's going to uh, be around and he's going to be consulting and doing some other stuff. So I think obviously that's great. And I hope to keep seeing him walking down the horse path. I think that's a great way to go to a quick break and then call the owner of Confidence Game. Kirk, we're not going to say his last name one more time because we're not exactly sure. It's Good B. Let's find out. I don't know. We're going to find out in two minutes. We'll be right back. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Santanita Park. And don't forget to be involved in the first racing Coast to Coast Pick 5 featuring the sequence from Gulfstream Park and Santanita every Saturday and Sunday. It's a $1 minimum with a player-friendly 15% takeout, and it is a ton of fun to play. And if you play on the first bet or express bet, you get a free $10 wager on select days. You have to have to log on to go register for it, and you can get free past performances and more at www.inthemoneypodcast.com forward slash coast. All right, back here on the owner's box with a very special guest, Kirk. We have the official pronunciation. It's Godby. Michelle was correct. Kirk, welcome to the show again. Hey, great, great to be here. Um, just great to talk to you all again. It has been five years, and obviously uh, um, our team is uh, certainly um, over the moon right now. What, oh, what, oh what I, can't, experience. I, I can't imagine why. You took a horse that you bought for 25000 and you win the uh, Million Dollar Rebel last weekend. His name is Confidence Game. <laughs> Kirk, what, I mean, I, I, first of all, I feel badly that we only have you on once every five years. I, I apologize for that. <laughs> I want you to know. Well, we had, we, we had, uh, we had Candy Raid in the, in the Oaks last year, uh, too. She was, see, Jack was Yeah, she won the Bourbonette, right? Yeah, and then um, Candy Raid was thirty five thousand, and now you've got one for for twenty five. And Keith Sormo is just absolutely amazing. I mean, I've known him for thirty years; have been great friends, but uh, just just an excellent horseman, and obviously knows how to find these value horses at the sale. He is amazing. You know, I've seen him at the sales, and he just he's on his own. He's he and he he's going to the backwoods. He's finding these horses. He's, I mean, it's it's a wild thing because. And let me just say this: I saw a tweet the other day, Kirk, and it it, it was about I don't even know who it was from, so I apologize in advance. But it it said like, look, look at these horses that are winning these big races, twenty five thousand dollars. You do not need to be a millionaire to be in this game, and that is really an important message. Do you agree? A hundred percent. You know, I. I started this because I obviously love the game. My dad introduced me to the sport many, many years ago, and we, we had a couple of nice horses. But I just I fell in love with the sport, and um, I, you know, in 2010 we decided to get a, get some guys together and, and claim some horses and have some fun. And and for me, and it always has been since then, it's about introducing people to the sport of all the thrills and. Uh, that this these animals uh, bring us and um you know it just it's been it's been fantastic a lot of supporters we have 30 partners in this one wow um, 
uh, candy rate. I think we have 39 partners. Um, so, you know, we just, uh, for me, I love to see the people uh, enjoy it and introduce it to them. I don't, I didn't even put a number to it, but we've had a lot of partners through the years. So it's, that's, that's the, the great thing for me. That's amazing. Michelle. Kurt, when you mentioned you had 30 to 40 partners on these courses, what percentage of these are new owners and what percentage of these people are, you know, been in the game a while? Yeah, we have, you know, probably back in 11, we, we, some guys wanted to say, Hey, let's, let's send some money with Keith to the sales. And, um, gosh, you know, every year I do one typically every year, quite frankly, um, I wasn't going to buy horses at the 21, um, at the 2021. So I didn't have anything mm-hmm. ready to go, but to answer your question, um, there's some core, some core partners that, that do it every year, maybe 10, 11, 12, maybe, um, maybe a little bit more than that, but, but there's always new ones that you come in. I, I can't recall exactly out of the 30, I would say probably six or seven or eight, maybe brand new partners. First time ever got involved in a horse. It's amazing. That's amazing. Michelle, I thought you had a follow-up. I did, but it was going in a different direction. I was going to let you go first because your question was more pertinent. Okay, so okay, so let's talk about these partnerships. Kirk, I don't know if you know anything about me. I run a partnership. It's called I, Little Red Feather Racing. I did. It's, I did. You know, it's, some That's people know it. Some people don't. It's, you know, whatever. Um, how much do you raise, and do you just go to the yearling sales? Yeah, great question, Billy. Um, you know, I, I get interest uh, usually around June, July. <clears throat> I'll, you know, circulate. I, I keep names of folks. You know, I keep this between friends. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Partners and partners and partners' friends um, just to keep it tight. And um, so I, I get a general sense of, you know, kind of like, hey, you know, when you go to sale, uh, minimum five grand. Um, and I just start seeing the interest. And then we basically kind of set the, in the agreement, like maybe a minimum of a hundred, 150, a maximum of 400. Nice. And we just see how much we can raise. And then you get, you end up, you know, closing it out at a, you know, right before the, the Keeneland sale starts. And, um, that's, that's the number that we have. And I, I front load the expenses through about June, July of the next year. Smart. And so I have obviously have a spreadsheet that it makes it a lot easier, <laughs> makes it pretty easy for me. So then, then I know exactly, you know, the number, how much we can spend, you know, yeah. um, number of horses and how much we've spent and then kind of go from there. Okay. Michelle. Well, I do think it's funny that Keith has told me before he likes it when you don't give him too much money. Because he, uh, he feels like if he's given a million bucks, he has to come home with change. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. 100%. Yeah. I have, I have to Go ask, ahead. I'm oh, sorry, Billy. No, go I ahead, Michelle. Ask, I have to ask this because obviously with this horse and his pedigree being inexpensive, he had to have some flaws on his vet report or his physical, one of the two. So when you're going through all these horses and you're looking at horses that have issues, A, what are, what are not deal breakers for you that might be for other people? And B, how do you explain to people just getting in the game, like your, you know, six to eight fresh clients every year? Hey, by the way, we have this horse, but he's got this or this issue or this issue that we're going to try to get through. Right, right. Um, Michelle, you know, I leave that 100 percent up to Keith. Um, okay. he, you know, uh, he knows exactly what he's looking at and, and, and what he can, you know, what he believes he, he could overcome with some minor with some minor flaws and. Um, 
you know, I, most of the time I don't really, I don't really hear about them. Um, okay. Should be a little something that would, that might pop up and April Mayberry's, you know, farm that might, mm-hmm. you know, pop up. I think through the years we might've had one that had a, uh, had had something we had to do a little minor surgery on, but it was it was not a big setback. But he just I leave it all up to him, so I don't have to explain really much of that, um, you know, to any of the partners. Um, we just let Keith buy them, and then we ship them to Ocala and and just go from there. We so. call that we call that three simple words: trust your, trust your trainer. trainer. Uh, <laughs> I, I've told people for years, I said, you know, I stay, you know, Keith and I are great friends. Uh, you know, I, I, I just stay, I, I stay out of his way. You know, I, 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 these guys live with these horses and he's done it for years. And, you know, an outside perspective, I don't know, we all have our opinions about things, but um, typically the trainer's always, always right. We have Kirk Godby joining us here on the owner's box. Uh, don't tell my wife stables. We love that name. We talked about it last time, but we we also talked to you last time. My boy Jack was on the the Triple Crown Trail. He had won the Southwest. Um, now you have Confidence Game back on the Triple Crown Trail. What's different this time? Oh well, last with Jack, we ran we ran third in the Louisiana Derby. I think he was the favorite, and uh, he just flattened out in the stretch. All we had to do was run second to. Um, you know, punch his ticket to the Derby. And uh, we were kind of on the outside looking in. So we, we had to run an additional race. We went to the Stone Street, um, Lexington at, at Keeneland. And right. Um, uh, right. We, uh, he won that race and punched his ticket. So there was a, a bit of a mad scramble with like a three-week in between. Uh, all the logistics of, uh, you know, what I do on the back end with tickets and all kinds of, of stuff. So it was a different dynamic. It was the first time we had ever gone as a stable to, you know, with a horse in the Derby. And so that, that was certainly a, a thrill. This, this one here, uh, grade two, first grade two that our stables ever won. Uh, and to do it in a million dollar race and have 24 partners there. Um, it was just uh, an incredible, incredible experience back to the uh, thrills uh, of the game that these owners, several of the new ones were with me. And man, I've, I got to tell you, that celebration in the winter circle was something else. We've seen, mm-hmm. had TV, there was a lot of folks that we've seen some celebrations, TVG cameraman says, this is the best celebration I've ever seen. We have a fun group of partners that love it. In fact, one of our partners has uh, named this horse the People's Horse. So he must have said it a hundred <laughs> times that night. It, it was celebration dinner stuff. I love it. It was, it was, uh, it was a, lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of celebrations and Don Perry on. We we really took it all in and had a great evening. And that's what this game is about. We've we've talked about it over and over again on the show. The show this game is incredibly hard. As you know, I mean this is your second mm-hmm. appearance in five years. Yeah, we made it could have had you on last year. We blew it. But um now that you have confidence game, you won the Rebel, you're on your way, you got a you got another probably one more race, and then you got the uh maybe the Arkansas Derby, I imagine, and then the Derby. I have a bunch of horses running this weekend in uh, two, three grade ones uh, and, and a grade two, and I have a bunch of partners, and I have to manage expectations. Have you thought about that? What do you do now, especially with these new people? How do you manage expectations now for the next two months? 
<laughs> that's a real big question, Billy. <laughs> you know, I, I think, you know, um, uh, my messaging to the new ones always coming in is, hey, um, don't look at this as an investment. You're buying fun. And um, if we end up with a great horse, a nice horse, then um, that's the icing on the cake. We make money. We've been very blessed through the years to have um, um, not really had a couple of cash calls. So on the expectations, I, I, I really – I set the, the bar very low. I said, you know, this game is hard, and it's you get into that level of racing that you just mentioned, Billy. I mean, that's that's the top level, and and it's just extremely hard. And so, um, I, I I do my best not to set expectations. I guess is the long way to answer that. <laughs> that's very good. We had we had um, when Bill Strauss uh, had Hot Rod Charlie. I think it was two years ago, Michelle, or a year ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. Uh, he came on the show, and he became one of our favorites and he's a good friend of mine. And he said, um, he basically did not sleep for the two months or at least a month and a half leading up to the Derby. Will you be that kind of owner? Are you going to be just like every day looking at blood horse, looking at DRF, reading the articles and not sleeping, or are you going to be able to take this in and actually enjoy it? Oh, I've done a hundred percent taking this in and enjoying it and keeping track of the articles. I, I live in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, and, um, you know, it's a five-hour drive, so I got back Sunday and I went to my office just to kind of just <laughs> take it all in and read the articles and see some of the videos, and, um, yeah, and sleep's not a problem for me at all, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Especially if you're drinking Dom. Uh, yeah. Michelle, Michelle's a Vuv girl. I don't know if you know. I am that. a Vuv girl. Yeah, I don't like Dom. Can we talk? Can you talk well, about that? What's the difference? <laughs> is it drier? What? What's it? Why am I not, Michelle? I mean, uh, I, Kirk looks like I he knows what he's like doing. Yeah, I know, right? Well, we'll have, maybe we can all get together and have some champagne, and we'll have a little like taste test. You know, when we should, could, could, would what about I'll Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita? We get this horse, you know, confidence game. Get there, get to the Breeders' Cup, and then boom! I like that. <laughs> um, I think in. Kirk would like that too, right? So, uh, Kirk, I, go ahead, I Michelle. To ask not, not only about confidence game, but I was looking at your roster, and you've got a couple of other nice horses, including a Justify out of American Cleopatra. Can you tell us, like, okay, I got, I got to back this up real quick. So, I play in a fantasy horse racing league, okay, and so yeah. we're drafting horses, and my like last three draft picks went to confidence game, instant coffee. And this other filly who hasn't done much. Um, but I was excited to have confidence game, like doing so well. So I'm getting ready for like, like my next round of drafts. So I want you to tell me on your <laughs> roster. <laughs> this is so selfish. Uh, it is. But yeah. you know, this is great for other people listening from a handicapping angle. Yeah. Or, you know. I mean, we have the man. Sure. Well, uh, you know, another Keith had just been down. He, he had just, I think he's seen some of those horses a couple of weeks ago and, and they all look great. And, um, the Vino Rosso, the Tis now, um, the, the just American, the justified Philly. Uh, I remember I was at the Iroquois, um, at Churchill and with some partners and friends, we've um, a confidence game was in that race. And I looked down at my phone's ringing. It's Keith the Sormon. He's at the sale. <clears throat> he goes, I just bought, a justified Philly, and he starts telling about um, um, the the pedigree pay. I had to I had to look it up really quick for one hundred and thirty thousand. And I'm like, he goes, I, I don't know how many more horses I can buy for you, but you're going to really like this one. So, but yeah, she's uh, she's very forward 
down there um, right now. Um, we should mm-hmm. see her, uh, you know, on the she, – she'll be probably one of the early ones, maybe June. All right. Maybe June runner at this point. So um, the perfect. other ones are great. Picked up a Cantharos filly at the very end for 5000 that April – and they both love. Um, so, I don't know. It, as you all know, uh, in this game, you know, you have – you get them both trained and you get them to the track and whether they're a million or 5,000, you know, they start developing and Jack was not a big, uh, you know, he was a, he was a farm favorite for his personality, but he was not, mm-hmm. he was not setting the world on fire and he just started developing. And, you know, as y'all know, it, it's just, they're all different and they all develop at different stages and you just hope you get, get one like a confidence game. I'm going to ask such I'm... a Michelle question here. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm going to take your thunder. You have 30, 35 people in the partnership. Who names these horses? And do you use pedigree or is it something inside? I mean, you obviously one of the most creative people around naming your stable. Don't tell my wife stables. So I know <laughs> Michelle is going to kill me right now for asking this, but where do the, who names them all? Generally, I name most of them. Um, <clears throat> there's been some partners through the year. Actually, Just American was a name found uh, – uh, thrown to me um, a few months back by uh, one of our really fun partners in Kentucky. And I just, I love the name. I said, let's yeah. do it. So mm-hmm. um, next level and air it out, air it out has a meeting with a, with a good friend and partner in uh, Abilene, Texas, who has uh, air it out football camps. And he got in in 2020 and just loves, loves the game. That's and, so Friday night you know, lights right those, there. That's Friday right? night yeah, lights. So it's just, exactly. So it's, most of, and I have a, you know, my former teammate in college and, um, he's retired full colonel in the military, um, just comes up. He named, uh, Danette, our breeders cup and graded stakes Philly that was right. back in 14 and 15. And, um, he comes up with really, really good names. So I was just with him the other night and he did, he showed me his list. So I go, that's unbelievable. How come you haven't shared much with me? So wait, wait, what, um, what did you but, play but I, Kirk? What did you play? I played uh, baseball at, at TCU here in Fort Worth. Oh, you didn't play football? You're in Texas. <sighs> He's yeah, a horned frog. I'm sorry about the uh, <laughs> the championship game. Was that depressing for you? Uh, that was brutal. I have one more question on horse racing before you guys go crazy into another sport. Yeah, we're going to talk sports <laughs> for a second. Uh, I, you, you mentioned how cool my boy Jack was. Does Confidence Game have a cool personality? He does, yeah, he does. He, he, uh, he he's you know still playful. Um, he won't mind you know trying to take take a shot at you if you're if you're not looking and turn your back. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I mean, he's he's not mean, but he just he likes to play and um, you know he, he's pretty chill too. What about have you thought about the Red Rifle? Like that'd be a great name. Do we have? There's probably taken. It's probably yeah. Like Michelle, that. do you know who I'm talking the, about? The Red Rifle. Yeah. No. Come on. Should I? Andy Dalton. A- Andy Dalton, TCU. Oh, is that what they call him? The Red Rifle? Yeah, what about Ladanian? Yeah, Ladanian. Can I ask you a question, Kirk? Kirk, are you impressed with my TCU knowledge? I actually, I am. I am very impressed. <laughs> very impressed. <laughs> I'm a sports guy. Anyway, Kirk, hey, listen, before we let you go, look, I told you 15. It's already 18 minutes we've gone, and I know you're a busy uh, guy. But, um, um, I could let- talk to you guys all day we're gonna call you back well listen 
we're on fire as far as horses that go into the Derby and, and running well. So this is very good for you. This is good um, um, mojo. Karma. Karma. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, tell, yeah. tell you, you've been in the game now for a long time. You've known Keith DeSormo 30 years. Give um, a first-time owner some advice, the best advice that you could give, even to tell your old self now that you've been in it for so long about succeeding in this game. Oh, gosh. Um, just, uh, I, I think the way we kind of started, um, don't do it by yourself. Get involved with, with, some pe- get, with a handful of people to spread the cost. Um, just get a feel for it and, and, and certainly find, you know, find, find a trainer and, and a person that you can, could have a relation, you know, a, a solid, you know, trusting relationship with and, and, um, and start small and, and, and do it with, do it with some friends and then see where it goes. And, you know, if you feel like you want to take it up to another level and start buying young horses and do that. But I think just getting involved in the game, whether it's a $5,000 claiming horse or, um, you know, you end up with an allowance or a stakes horse. I mean, it's, it's when you win, you win, and it's just just a total, total blast. And I like back that. To the, if you don't mind, no. Back to the, uh, back to the the stable name in itself. Um, so when we uh, uh, Keith reached out to me and said, "Hey, why don't you put some guys together and I'll claim a horse and you know we'll revenue share and anyway, and that's kind of how all this started. So some some friends of mine and the logistics industry career logistics industry that I know and we all started talking about it and started having calls and I said look we got to formalize this got to have a got to have an LLC we got to get licensed we got to do all this stuff so it's <laughs> one of our partners in Hartford Connecticut every time we would end up on the in these calls he'd say geez whatever you do don't tell my wife she's freaking gonna kill me <laughs> oh, so, I talked to my uh, co-founding partner, Rob Slack. He lives up towards a little north of Saratoga Springs. And I, I said, Rob, we gotta, we gotta finish there. I got we gotta get this done. I said, we gotta come up with a name. He goes, I think, I think Mike already named it. I said, what? He said, don't tell my wife stables. Amazing. It's uh, we get so many compliments across the board, all over the country, people we meet and stuff that love the name. There's one person who hates his name. The wives. And that is Keith the Smart. Oh, Keith DeSormo. Keith Why? Yeah. He hates this name. Oh. I mean, hates it. Oh, that's it. funny. And he even, he had an interview not too long ago, and he, he even brought it. I just hate that name. So, um, <laughs> How, we go back and forth on it. it right? I got to ask so one like more question DTMW? now. Yeah, I got I to gotta ask one more question yeah. now. How are the wives? Do they just love it? Or the are they like, all good. oh, they're good now. My you... wife, yeah, my wife originally thought, it was named after her, and I was like to really trying to hide something. I said, "Are you crazy? <laughs> I can't hide this." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Well, hey, Kirk Godby, you—you've been an absolute pleasure. We will not wait five years to bring you back on next time. We are giving you all the luck in the world with Confidence Game. Congratulations, and uh, you know, be good, my friend. We'll see you soon. Hey, thank you all. It was always a pleasure talking with you. And uh, Billy, Billy, good luck with uh, with your horses this weekend. We need that. I appreciate it. That's Kirk Godby here on the Owner's Box. Thanks, We're going to take Kirk. a quick break. All right, Michelle, you know what's coming up? Yes. The two-year-old sales. Bum, bada, bum. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about OBS. Uh, it's the Ocala Breeders Sales Company. 
of Caleb Breeder Sales Company. Our good friend Todd Wojciechowski runs it. He's a good friend of mine. He's been on the show. Uh, did you know that OBS sells more two-year-olds than any other sales company in the world? Did you know that? I I could believe that. And <laughs> I was looking at the list, honestly, when I was at Saudi Cup this last weekend. Yeah. The list of horses that came through an OBS sale was insane. It's pretty it's pretty incredible. Um, there's, there's truly something for everybody at March. 833 horses cataloged this year. Woo! And let me tell you something. We're going to talk in a minute about all the upcoming stakes, but I just want to read you this list. Fountain of Youth coming up Saturday at Gulfstream. Legacy Isle, Shadow Dragon, Il Miracolo. The Gotham, in the Gotham, okay? Raise Kane and Recruiter. Um, the San Felipe, Santa Anita, Practical Move, Genius Jimmy, Skinner. The Kilroe Mile, Grade 1, Cabo Spirit, and DuJour. The Santa Anita Handicap, also Grade 1, Haywood's Beach, Tis Quantum. So many horses come out of these two-year-old sales. Very important. Check out um, OBS. The sale dates, let me give you the calendar. March 20th to 22nd is the OBS March. The Undertack is 14th through the 17th of March. The April sale, which is an awesome sale, twenty. I'm sure Keith DeSormo will be there. April 25th to 28th, <laughs> and the June sale, 13th through the 15th of June. OBS, check it out. All right, back here on the owner's box, Kirk Godby. He was great, Michelle. He was really great, uh, Billy, and I think that he just had a really great cadence, and he was fun, and I hope we get him on more often. I, I hate to tag a fun interview with something kind of sad, yes. really sad, I guess I should I say. Know. But I, I know I where you're that, going. Uh, at, literally, as we are doing this interview, it came across Twitter that jockey Alex Kanchari has taken his own life, and... I think it's really important that we talk a little bit about mental health just in general, not even just in our industry, but it's obviously been plaguing our industry lately. We had a, another rider just a couple of weeks ago, take his life as well. Um, it's so important that like, if you see something, say something, if someone looks upset, ask them what's wrong. If you need someone, there are people here, you know what? You don't know me, but if you want to talk to me and complain to me, you can call me. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I think uh, I think you make all valid points. I think uh, mental health obviously is at the forefront of, uh, especially during COVID um, and yeah. coming out of COVID, where um, a lot of people's lives uh, lives uh, changed, and you were stuck at home, or you know, there's a lot of stuff that went on that that we don't even know the repercussions of what happened. Um, in 2020 so uh our thoughts and prayers go out to the contrary family and it's uh he was a good guy i remember meeting him several times yeah. he came to ride in southern california nice kid and uh it's just uh it's a, it's a shame if if this touches you by the way there is a podcast a couple of weeks back that jk did with uh lafitte pinkai the third and with richard migliori addressing a lot of stigma latin mental health issues I mean, hey, for me, myself, everyone like kind of jokes with me that I'm a little out there. I suffer from really severe anxiety and I, I have like, oh, yeah, I have insomnia because of that. And I have a lot of like not not exactly postpartum depression, but like mini baby blues happened for me for a long time. So like, you know, there's there's all kinds of people out there that are going through stuff that you might not know. But there's a lot of people out here to support, too. So if you're listening and you really feel like, you know, you need someone and you don't have someone, please reach out. There are people out here that, that want to talk or want to listen. Good stuff, Michelle. Appreciate it. Very good. Um, 
Let's go into the uh, the big days ahead. Saturday is going to be a massive, massive day at both Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park, both mm-hmm. first racing. Um, is there a race or two that you're most looking forward to? Well, uh, certainly going to be a big day, like you mentioned, at Santa Anita with the big cap, the Kill Row, the San Felipe, and the Buena Vista. Obviously, I think the Kill Row is absolutely stacked, but it's a turf race we kind of knew it was going to be. I was pleasantly surprised at the depth that we saw we see in both the San Felipe and the big cap, especially with the way our derby preps have been going at Santa Anita being dominated by Bob Baffert. The horses aren't in his name, and there are four ex-Baffert runners in there, but we've got a big field, and there are horses with other chances. We've got a lot of stables dipping in now, so I think that race came up fantastic. And the big cap is going to be – this is a great rendition because we don't only have our you know prep race winners, nothing against Newgrange, but we've got a lot of shippers in here. And it, it, when you have shippers, it just lends it that air of like old-school big cap where you're like, this is a big deal, important race, which the big cap is. Yeah, no, it's 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 a great race. It is a really good race. I, you know, obviously we have Newgrange running in the uh, big cap. We have both Gold fucking Phoenix and um, Balnikov in the <laughs> in the Kilro Mile. Two of your favorite Honestly, horses, I'm Michelle. Wearing my gold, my, I wear my gold Phoenix hat every day. You better wear it on every Saturday. Day. You better wear it, it on Saturday. This is his hat. comeback 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 race after the Breeders' Cup. Um, and it is you could literally. I mean, we could go through these races, and I could make a very strong case for probably 80% of them winning. Like Agreed. I could, like, I could go, here's why this horse is going to win. Here's why this horse is going to win. This horse needed his last race. This horse had a bad trip. Right. Whatever it is, um, there is a lot of quality out there. I'm wishing – it's a huge day for Little Red Feather. I rarely talk about our partnership on this podcast, but um, to run in the San Anita Handicap is amazing. Uh, to have two horses in the kill row is wild. Um, and then obviously Kitty Katana in the, in the, uh, grade two Buena Vista too, who is not completely outclassed in there. Um, it's going to be a huge day. Good luck to all the little red feather partners who will be at the races in force on Saturday. Yay! That's exciting. I think you should wear your gold Phoenix. I think you should have your gold Phoenix hat with you and then put it on when you do the, the kill row mile. Will it mess up your hair? I will. I'll put it on anyway. Okay. Yeah, I had a, I had a, um, somebody reached out. I think it was Dan Tordman. You know Dan, right? Yeah. He sent me an email. Yes. What's that? The America's Best Racing. Yes, he sent me an email yeah. yesterday, and he goes, he just said, "I like Gold Phoenix in the in the Kilro. Should I?" <laughs> Like, I love when I get things like that. I'm like, well, like, look, for everybody listening, this is a prep for the Charlie Whittingham, which is coming up in a month at a mile and a quarter. But just saying that, I've seen this horse train. This horse is so funny, Michelle. You talk about, like, kooky horses. And we call him Gold Effing Phoenix from our uh, Beach Boss last summer. Um, this horse, uh, um, he worked before he won the Del Mar Handicap. This is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. He worked five furlongs in 106 flat. <laughs> okay Wait, so on the grass around the dogs. on the grass around the dogs 106 like it was like the craziest worst work like i remember looking at phil d'amato going what are we doing like what was that he's like i don't know maybe he just didn't feel like running today i have no idea but like maybe this horse feel like running today i'm telling you this horse the little break we gave him he is coming back in fine form if they go fast early he will be rolling and i love this kimura yeah, I I like him. I think he's like little like Pratt Jr. I call him. Like I, he finishes. So I I he think finishes. My only drawback to him is 
I hope you like an overland trip because uh, that's what I've seen him give. No, I'm pulling a Bobby Frankel and just saying stay on the rail. Just save ground. Who cares? Because it's a prep. It's a prep. Right. We don't need to go 18 wide or anything. Stay on the rail. Watch him go wide. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a joke. Anyway, we have – but it's so fun. Like, Michelle, like, we have five in on Saturday, and you like this. We have um, Pratt, Pratt, Kimura, Rispoli, and Frankie Dettori. Hey, why don't you give some other writers a chance, Billy? <laughs> what do you mean? I got a lot. I mean, I I, I think that's great. I mean, just have Frankie. De- Listen, I've, I don't know if I said this on the air. Did I? Did we talk about Frankie DeTori? No. So <clears throat> I walked over. I'm walking down after a race the other day. He rode a for his first race for us. Or no, he worked Newgrange. He worked Newgrange. Okay. And I'm walking back to the to to Clocker's Corner with him. And I don't really know him. I'm being honest. I, I don't. I don't, I, I don't, you think don't I've, know him. I don't know him. I've never hung out with oh, him. I don't great. really know him. He's always been kind of funny. Like he, I've seen him and we kind of laugh in the mornings a little bit, but I don't really know him. And I said, I have to tell you something. And he's like, what's that mate? You know? And I said, I don't really know you. I thought that this was a publicity stunt. I thought you come in to Santa really? Anita. Yeah. I didn't realize I said right to his face. I said, and this is the truth. I said, I didn't realize how fucking great you are good you are yeah yeah and and he was like come on man i'm coming here for the money you know he was like really (laughs) funny and and i'm like i really didn't and i just said i want to tell you something i appreciate it i appreciate how hard you ride how good you are like i had michelle i don't know why i just didn't realize it and and i'm admitting my fault this guy is one of the best I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm excited to see what he could do on Newgrange because he's going to have to ride this horse. Shamu, Shamu, Shamu don't like to go sometimes. Oh, Shamu's lazy? Oh, did you not watch the the, the last race to San, uh, San Pasquale? He looked like he was going to run last at the 3 Ace Bowl. <laughs> lazy Shamu. Shamu. All right, Michelle, what a um, great show. Wait, I got to I, I had to say what's impressed me the most about Frankie is yeah. like he's really shown some versatility. I think that we just tend to pigeonhole our Euro riders like they're going to become from behind. No. Frankie goes out there and goes to the lead. He 100%. Claimers like he, and in the UK, he didn't ride like this, you know, week in, week out. Right. Like he's, he's killing it. To me, he has been an absolute. It's it's a strange surprise. How about that? Like, right. it's just like, I had no idea. What a great show. A lot of fun, Michelle. Kirk Godby was great. Confidence game, winning the Rebel. Again, I want to reiterate that. $25,000 purchase from Keith DeSormo. And this is not the first time he's done it. Go out there and find a guy like Keith DeSormo that can find these horses, and you will have a great time in this game. Congratulations to that crew. Don't tell my wife's stables. Um, we are part of the In the Money Media Network. Uh, it's it's great being here. We have some great sponsors coming up, some new ones. So uh, keep listening. Thanks to everybody at Own a Show, at the Michelle U, at BKLRF. We will put the show up on Friday morning. And Michelle, I will see you this weekend, and hopefully it will be dry. In the winter circle. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, I don't say that. It's going to be dry. It's I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of the rain. It's freezing. Uh, look, it is cold, but it is beautiful out. I mean, the view we get right now of the mountains in the background of Santa Anita. Incredible. I have never seen anything more beautiful in my life. And, Billy. Yes. Tonight, I would like you to go outside and look into the sky, please. Okay. Because Jupiter and Saturn are closer to Earth than they have been in 4,000 years. 
and it's the first time you can see both of them together like that. Okay, I promise so, to do that. go outside, look up at the sky, and you'll see Jupiter and Saturn, and it is extremely cool. And you keep mucking those stalls, kid. Hey, I stopped the whole time we were doing the interview. You're, you're, I just started again right now. I can tell because you're out of breath. All right, Michelle, you're the best. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.